Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., or 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. I pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. May God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out, living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. December is a month dense with memory. Not only Christmas memories gathered around Grandma's table or in the blind with Uncle Larry or feeling nauseous during the Christmas pageants, but a multitude of other remembrances as well. This is a very rich time of year. And for me and for my family, December is a month rich with memory because we remember preparing for the arrival of our firstborn almost nine years ago on the 19th of December. And I clearly remember one December day when Ellen had returned from a regularly scheduled doctor's visit and I mercilessly interrogated my beloved spouse for minutes upon minutes trying to interpret and extrapolate every nugget of information uh, from what her doctor shared with her about how Anna was and when she might arrive. How are you feeling? Has she dropped? Did you gain weight? Did you lose weight? Did they say anything else? Why did you just sigh? Why did you just breathe? What does that expression mean? Was that a contraction? <laughs> After a while, before I lapsed into full-blown hysteria, she said to me with an understanding smile, you're not going to find the answer you are looking for. You are going to have to be patient. And patience, well, that's the rub, isn't it? I have never been, surprise, surprise, a patient person. I wish I could say that I am always cool, not in any rush, always happy to sit and wait, always mellow, always calm, always peaceful. But more often I am in a rush, if not late, fairly frazzled and attempting to multitask, especially at this blessed time of year when we should be about calming down and waiting and as our Advent calendar instructs us to slow down and be quiet, instead I find myself thinking, have I hit every red light on 463 today? Or do they keep freeze-dried cars in I-55 that only appear when it's raining? And could this person take any longer pulling out of their parking space? St. Augustine tells us that those with the prize of patience are crowned. 
I, however, would forego the crown if I could just find a checkout line with less than a gazillion people in it at the Walmart. And you too, perhaps, if you do a bit of soul-searching and self-analysis, might be able to identify moments in your own life when you did not attain the ideal of patience. Perhaps a co-worker was not as productive as you would have liked. Perhaps the food you ordered at a restaurant was not delivered in the manner or the speed that you desired. Perhaps the doctor did not call you back with those test results as soon as you had hoped. And cannot all of us, you and I, we go a bit deeper, can we not from time to time be impatient with God? Do we look at the situation in our world, in our community, even with family and friends, and think, if only God would do something, this would change. If only God would step in, all could be made right again. If God were here, this would not have happened. Where is God, and why won't he hurry up? We say our prayers and rattle off a long wish list like a child sitting in Santa's lap. And we expect all of our wants and desires to be fulfilled right then and there. And like an anxious child getting up on Christmas morning, we want instant gratification. Not only in this earthly life, but our spiritual life as well. Even our friend John the Baptist can seem a little impatient from time to time. In today's gospel, he is quite the grump. After enduring a crew of Sadducees and Pharisees and others coming out for baptism, and he says in a very welcoming manner, you brood of vipers. The axe is lying at the root of the tree. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Sign him up for the welcome committee. And next week, while John is in prison, he will send a message to Jesus and ask, are you the one that is to come, or are we to wait for another? In other words, has the long-desired Messiah finally arrived, or must we wait even longer? Even these biblical characters who we hold up as paragons and examples and models, they are still very human. And we can find in them even those traits that we are ashamed of, like our own impatience. But where does this impatience come from? Does our impatience arise from our need to be in control? Is our impatience a subconscious expression of our fear and our worries? Does impatience come from a lack of tolerance in our society for those who cannot keep up with the frenetic life, the frenetic pace of life in the information age? These might be symptoms of a problem, but I would conjecture that the root of our impatience comes from our very own anxiety and, yes, our very own self-centeredness. For we place ourselves at the center and make all of our needs our priority. Like a spoiled child at Christmas, we scream, mine, mine, while ignoring those with real need and real want. 
So what are we to do? Do we let our impatience fester inside of us, eventually making us sick with anger and contempt and worry? Do we allow ourselves to slip further and further into a frenzy, allowing ourselves to become our own idol? Or is there another way? To find out, we too will need to be patient for next Sunday's reading from the letter to James. I probably should be preaching this sermon next Sunday, but since Will is preaching next week and he is in Lexington this morning, I will steal his thunder and share my thoughts about James today. James encourages his audience next week to be patient until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious crop from the earth being patient with it until it receives the early and late rains. You must be patient. Strengthen your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is near. I'm reminded of a child who brings home uh, a single seed buried in a cup full of earth. And at first, and for what seems like the longest time, that cup of earth is nothing more than a very boring cup of earth. But then something happens, and something very green and very new pokes its head above the earth. Something miraculous happens. In this season of Advent, as we prepare for the Emmanuel, the God with us, we can begin to consider our impatience and anxiety and remember that God, instead of us, is at the center. And we can set aside some time to center ourselves in that and rest and rely on the presence and peace and grace and power that is God. St. Paul wrote to the church in Rome, the root of Jesse shall come, the one who rises to the rule of the Gentiles. In him the Gentiles shall hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you may abound in the hope and the power of the Holy Spirit. We need not be impatient, as Paul reminds us, for we have hope in Christ and from, with that hope, we are freed, our shackles are broken from our impatience. Resting in God, centering ourselves in God, and God's hope, we need not be afraid. And we can go about our lives, stoplights and traffic and checkout lines, everything, large and small, we can go about all of it confident in God's love, in God's care, in God's hope. So be patient, as someone much wiser than I once told me, for God is with us. Amen. Amen.